911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how we can actually reverse bad habits. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, if you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to the last two episodes from this week on Monday and Wednesday, where we go into a little bit further detail about our habits, and we really structure the way that we're able to operate as better human beings by knowing the process and actually what takes place in terms of us cultivating habits in the first place, as well as habits that you have that you don't even recognize that you have and how to be able to identify them throughout your day. But today I thought we could talk a little bit about how we reverse engineer the bad habits that we have in our lives. If we're honest, we all have bad habits in our lives. And maybe for for you, it's something that you've carried with you for years, something that you've done that you just have always wanted to be free from. I know getting a little sentimental here. My mom smoked my entire life. In all honesty, she smoked while she was pregnant with me. It's the reason why I believe I have exercise-induced asthma. It's the reason why I was born so premature. I always pictured my mom getting old and becoming this, this small little lady, this small little Italian with white hair, maybe a walker, her oxygen tank, and a cigarette in her hand. I never thought in a million years my mom would ever smoke. A memory that's coming up for me right now is sitting in the car in the back seat with my mom and her best friend with the windows nearly rolled all the way up. Me and my mom's best friend's son were just breathing in this heavy smoke. I can almost feel how suffocating it was being in that car. And so these memories I have led me to believe that there is no way my mom would ever quit smoking, ever. And I would still believe that if when it came time for my mom to be diagnosed with lung cancer, she didn't instantly quit. It was the most shocking thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, the reason why we quit bad habits when we have such shocking news, such as getting cancer and needing to quit smoking because of it, and sure, that doesn't mean that all people do, but for my mom, that was the case. Having an understanding of our habits, the way that they actually work, our mindset, and everything that plays into the habit loop allows us to understand why this actually takes place. I gave several examples of the habit loop on our last episode, and I'll give you another one just for anybody who might have missed it. But essentially, the habit loop is having a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. A cue could be an example as James Clear gives in, gives in his book, Atomic Habits, here, and he says, you hit a stumbling block on a project at work. We've all been there, right? There's something at work that just makes us feel stuck and we just can't get past it. So the craving is that you want, you feel stuck and you want to relieve your frustration. You want to feel not stuck anymore. You want to be free from that level of stress. So a response might be something like, you know what? Let me just pull out my phone and scroll through social media a little bit. The reward, well... You no longer feel like you're stressed out. You no longer feel like you're hitting that roadblock because instead you satisfied your craving. It's now feeling a little bit relieved because you're checking social media. And now what happens? And this was the very important part that I made very apparent in our last episode is what happens is we then have checking social media 
that becomes associated with the cue of us hitting that stumbling block at work. So you know what, what happens? You know why it's called a habit loop? A loop isn't something that just takes place once. A loop is something that will take place over and over and over again. So when we do this once and then twice and we continue this process, it starts to become us. Our habits shape and develop a part of who we are. I mentioned that when we talked about this in episode 312 and how a voting system actually works to create our good and our bad habits. The more that you do a particular thing, the more that you can put a vote into that particular habit saying, hey, I did this, I am that kind of person today, the more that you become that kind of person. So the more that you do something like feel stressed out and then go to your phone, you gravitate towards your phone anytime that you're in that situation, I'm going to guess this probably doesn't just exist at work. I'm going to guess that this also exists in other places of your life when you start to feel stressed out. You probably pull out your phone and start to check social media. Maybe for you, it's TikTok. Maybe it's YouTube. Name something. You pull out your phone. There's an association between the stress and you using the phone as a sort of safety blanket. When it comes to this feedback loop, we know that we have the cue craving response and reward. So the cue is something that's obvious. The cue is usually something that we notice right away. The craving is what makes it attractive. The response makes it easy and the reward is what makes it satisfying. So how do we actually reverse engineer this? Well, we simply invert this. So we still go in the same order of having a cue craving response and reward. However, when it comes to the cue, I'm going to use drinking and smoking as an example here because I know so many people that that do that. It's We can be honest, a lot of people drink and a lot of people smoke. So if we have the cue as maybe you have your, your, your whatever the vice is, okay, your cigarettes, your, your pot, your alcohol, you have that accessible, right? Maybe you see it on the counter. Maybe you open the fridge and you see it. So the craving would be that as soon as you see that, you know that you want to get that fix. You want to have that sense of relief, that sense of of just letting go a little bit. The response would be to start smoking, to start drinking. And the reward would be that satisfaction that you gain from that bad habit. So a way to reverse engineer this then is to make that cue invisible. Maybe for you, that means you tell yourself that today you're going to be the type of person who is not a drinker. Today, you are going to not purchase whatever the thing is if you needed to. Or maybe today you're going to hide away whatever that thing is. Maybe you have a little bit more discipline and you tell yourself that you're going to give it to somebody else so that they can keep it away from you for today. That would make it invisible. That would make the cue very, very hard to trigger you. A lot of people don't like that word trigger, but trigger just means that there is some response taking place because of an action or an inaction. When it comes to the craving, well, we make it unattractive. How do we make it unattractive? I like to play with this one. Making it unattractive could be something as simple as coming up with this, this fake idea about what that thing is. Maybe for you, you decide that when you do decide to, to start drinking, you're picturing it as poison that's going into your body, which is actually the truth. You picture that poison and then you decide that every time that you take a drink, you're going to take off one more day of your life. There's a lot of mental games that we could do to make things that we do habitually that are not healthy for us unattractive. In terms of the response, will we make it difficult? 
We make it difficult because maybe in that example I gave to you about handing off the, the alcohol to someone else or taking the cigarettes and throwing them in the trash can, maybe make it to where it's nearly impossible for you to be able to go and get those things. For you, that could be handing the credit card over to your spouse. For you, that could be even admitting to your spouse altogether that you don't want that thing, that you want them to help you to get through to make sure that you're being the kind of person that you want to be today by cultivating a new habit and reverse engineering the bad one. And then you make it unsatisfying. You make that thing the most repulsive thing, and then you start to associate those two together. The reward and the cue will always be associated together. It's really difficult for us to shift out of bad habits and into new habits, but I believe that having this framework of making the thing invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying is really the first step that we can start to actually put some effort towards. Think about the thing that you know that you want to stop doing, the bad habit that you have. Maybe for you, you're a compulsive eater. Maybe for you, you eat your emotions. I have a really good friend who has been this way for a very long time. And if you look back at pictures of her from when she was in the Marines, she does not even look like the same person. She had the most aesthetically pleasing body that a woman could ever have. And then she looked like somebody that she herself didn't even recognize. And she decided that she wanted to change that. Her emotional eating became something that she didn't want to to be anymore. So she decided to try something new. She believes in neuroplasticity. She believes in expanding her mind, expanding who she is as a person by trying new things as as much as she can. So she got into keto. And I know a lot of people believe that keto is just another fad diet, but I believe that the best diet in the world is the diet that you can stick to in a healthy way, right? I'm not talking about a diet being like a shitty diet and you decide to stick to that one. So in terms of the cue, She made all of her crap food. The crap food on keto is going to be things like sugar and carbohydrates. Usually it's 20 carbs per day and zero sugar throughout the day. So she'd take take all of those cues away. She no longer had them in her kitchen. She made it unattractive. A lot of times we can do things like creating vision boards or even printing out a picture of herself as the person that she used to be or a picture of somebody else that she knows that she wants to emulate making it difficult. Well, I don't know about you, but if it's 10 o'clock at night here at my house, if I want to eat some trash food, I'm probably not going to go out to the market and get something at 10 o'clock at night. So by getting rid of those foods, it's difficult. And that allows us to make that response a little bit harder. Make it unsatisfying. When you, when you start the process of cultivating a new habit, especially one like keto, I can say this because I've done it myself, It is absolutely repulsive to even think about putting that junk food into your mouth when your body is in a state of ketosis. The last thing that you hardly ever even want to do is eat, period, nonetheless, to eat junk food. So whether she realizes it or not, she reverse engineered her bad habit. This is a very important concept. We know that if we want to cultivate a good habit, then in order for us to be able to use this loop in a way that supports us, the cue craving response and reward is to make it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. The opposite of that is true. When we want to reverse engineer a bad habit, the cue craving response and reward, we make it invisible and attractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. What is that thing in your own life? What is that bad habit that you might have that you can start to reverse engineer today? 
Remember that it all starts with the Q. I know that whatever that thing is, you've probably been wanting to let it go for a really long time. And I also know how liberating it is when we do decide to let go of bad habits. I know the better person that it makes us. I know how much stronger that we become as an individual. And I know that you can do it. Know that you're not here alone. If you're not already in our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group, please decide to join us in there. It is the best community that I have ever had the privilege of being a part of. Know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours, and I hope that it is already an incredible day.